This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Simone Zasiaris. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 6th of July. In your Squiz today, the Taliban and Afghanistan. Crowds back South Africa's ex-president, Australia's Olympic lineup, and the secret to a long, happy life. This is your Squiz today. Starting in Afghanistan first today, Claire, where more than a thousand Afghan troops have fled across the border into Tajikistan. What's happened is in recent days and weeks, the Taliban has seized several districts from government forces across the country, and it continues to gain ground. If you're wondering why now, it has a lot to do with Western troops being withdrawn from the country under a deal that was made last year. Yeah, and what experts are saying now is that that peace deal is well and truly broken. It was done, you might remember, by US President Donald Trump last year and Joe Biden uh, earlier this year said that that deadline of 11 September to have US troops out uh, would be honoured. And what's happened more recently is those troops have left, as has Australian troops, reports say. That's left the Afghan government and its forces uh, there to prepare to go it alone. But the Taliban really is seizing uh, great swathes of territory. Yeah, and with the Afghan government going alone, there's been a lot of concern around security in the country and the potential for a civil war. Yeah, and civil war is something that's not just been spoken about in the last couple of weeks. There have been US military figures who have pointed to that for some months now, uh, now that they've got some experience of how the Taliban has been approaching that deal with the Afghan government. There's around a thousand US troops who could remain on the ground to protect the US embassy, but that's an issue, the Taliban says. Yeah, the Taliban said no foreign forces should remain in the city of Kabul after the September deadline. As for diplomats, NGOs and other foreign civilians in the region, the Taliban said they would not be targeted and no ongoing protection for them was needed. To COVID now, Clan, the big focus is still on New South Wales, with the state reporting 35 new local cases yesterday. Premier Gladys Berejiklian gave very little away when it came to whether the lockdown would end as planned on Friday, but she did, however, criticise those who had done the wrong thing. She did. She said that she was disappointed to hear of breaches of those stay-at-home orders. Probably the one that's been getting the most attention in Sydney is that of NRL team St George. There were 12 players who attended a barbecue uh, at Shell Harbour on Saturday night. That was against not just the rules of the NRL player hub and player bubbles, uh, but also of those stay-at-home orders from the New South Wales government. Uh, they've been handed out suspensions and also fines of more than $300,000. As for the rest of Australia, Queensland was the only other state to record local cases yesterday. They reported three new cases. And some good news for those in the West, restrictions have eased in Perth and the Peel region. Last week, South Africa's former president, Jacob Zuma, was sentenced to 15 months jail after failing to appear at a corruption inquiry. Yesterday, Claire, the former president spoke out against those attempts to put him behind bars, and he had a pretty big crowd of supporters there with him. 
Yeah, there were supporters who gathered outside of his home trying to prevent his arrest. What some reports have said is that it was like a human shield uh, of those supporters that were preventing authorities to get in to arrest him. What this is about is a corruption uh, inquiry that actually Zuma set up himself some years ago was looking into uh, cases of the business sector unduly influencing politicians. Uh, Zuma was due to appear at that inquiry last week, but he didn't. And so uh, an order was issued for his arrest. What Zuma says is that given the COVID situation, it would be similar to a death sentence if he was actually put in jail at the moment. Um, Zuma is no stranger to corruption trials. He's actually involved in another one uh, that deals with an arms deal from the 1990s that's said to be worth about $5 billion. Yeah, he's repeatedly said that he's the victim of a political conspiracy. He is today expected to appeal to the court to stop the police from arresting him, but his supporters are calling for the sentence to be dropped completely. The list of Australia's most trusted brands was released yesterday, Claire. Any idea who's topped the list? Uh, It is Woolworths and then Coles, of course, as consumers in a really difficult year last year. uh, We talked a lot about the supermarkets and whether we were going to be able to get food after that rush on uh, loo paper, also things like pasta and (laughs) rice, uh, those staples of carbs that we've very affectionately talked about before, Simone. So uh, you can understand understand why people really did look at Woolies and Coles and see whether those were businesses that they felt they can trust and apparently it's thumbs up. Uh, After that comes Bunnings and Audi. There you go. Other companies rounding out the top 10 include Qantas, Kmart, Apple, Toyota, the NRMA and the ABC. As for the least trusted brands, several companies made the bottom 10 for the first time, including Amazon and Rio Tinto. To sport now, Claire, and the countdown is on for the Tokyo Olympics. Making it all the more real yesterday was the announcement of the Australian lineup. It's a lengthy list. There's 472 athletes, our second largest group headed for the Games, and just short of the numbers sent to Athens in 2004. Yeah, it's an interesting time to announce a big team and send them to Tokyo, just given the logistical hurdles that have to be cleared uh, for them to be able to compete in those Games. Of course, we'll be talking about that quite a bit as things unfold over the coming weeks. Teams are going to start travelling there. There's all sorts of quarantine arrangements that have to be followed uh, and all sorts of different rules uh, than they would have experienced in the past. So a lot to be done there. Uh, Also pointing though at this team, there's a record 16 Indigenous athletes. That includes Ash Barty and also shooter Thomas Grice. They're first time Aboriginal and Torres Strait athletes in their sports. There's also 254 women, the largest group ever. It's been a long journey and it's hard to believe we're almost there, just 18 days away. If you're like us and you're a big fan of the Olympics or if you're curious to what it's all about, we have a squeeze shortcut on why the Olympics is such a big deal, the impact of postponing them and how organisers pulled it off. It's in your episode notes. 
the Guinness World Record has found the world's oldest man. His name is Emilio Flores Marquez, and he's 112 years and 326 days old. Specifics are important if you're a record holder, Claire. Absolutely. You've got to be very precise <laughs> about these sorts of things. And he had a bit of a suggestion when it comes to what made uh, for a happy he life. Did. He said that it was an abundance of love and to live life without anger, which sounds all a bit too wholesome for me. I'm always waiting oh, for that on. old person who says <laughs> drink every day and smoke your head off and eat fatty foods. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> we'll just have to interview you, Claire, when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> My body will just be 112 years old, that's all. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire. Today is the start of the Cannes Film Festival in France. It, like many events, had been postponed and cancelled, but it's finally here and it's around until the 17th of July. And uh, for the Reserve Bank, it's going to be a big day. They have their regular board meeting. What's unusual this time around is that Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe will deliver a press conference. Uh, What analysts are expecting is quite a bit of news about what's happening with the quantitative easing program and also its forecast for interest rate increases. Yeah, lots of close eyes on that as always. That's it from us today. Larissa will be back on the podcast with you tomorrow, Claire. Until then. now from our podcast partner, Sunbeam. With so many unhealthy snacks on offer, it can be hard to find something to keep your kids satisfied and happy. Sunbeam's dried fruit and cheese chilled snacks contain only real fruit and real cheese with no artificial colours or flavours. And they're a great source of calcium. It's a snack you can feel good about giving them while you're on the go. Pick up a pack today in the dairy fridge at your local Woolworths, Coles or independent retailer.